0: Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the Lord speaks to troubled hearts and says, Knock it off. Seriously, just stop. Let not your hearts be troubled. Except it didn't work. It's not just you. The disciples are still anxious too. Remember where they are when our Lord talks to them this way. Jesus isn't having a nice, pleasant conversation on a sunny day in a scenic field. This is the great speech right before Gethsemane. Jesus is about to be arrested, crucified, murdered. They call it the Last Supper, which is at least a little bit ominous. Sorry. That's that's what we do when we can't just believe away our troubled hearts. We hide behind jokes. We hide behind anger. We hide behind vice. All of it's easier to feel than pain. Troubled hearts. <laughs> it's, it's almost a kind way of talking about the anxiety and the fear and the shame and the guilt and the worry that eat away at us bite by bite. When your heart is troubled, it hurts. And it doesn't just go away because somebody tells you, hey, stop that. Even Jesus can't get the disciples to knock it off. And honestly, it it is easier to hide from the pain behind sarcasm or anger or good old vice. It gives us the chance to at least pretend we don't hurt. He says, believe in God. Believe also in me. And we know that it's supposed to help, but honestly, it doesn't. We believe, Lord. But everything is still really messed up down here. And that contrast has led us to some pretty wild conclusions about religion. We start to connect belief with the lack of troubled hearts instead of hearing that hope is medicine for troubled hearts. We start to measure how much we believe by how troubled we feel instead of recognizing that Jesus is talking to a group of disciples who are freaking out and sinning in the middle of it. Religion can't be measured by your troubled heart, because religion is for your troubled heart. This matters, because if I'm being really honest, the only time my heart isn't troubled is when it doesn't have any reason to be. Lord, I will stop worrying when you stop giving me a reason to worry. If believing means not hurting, the only ones who really believe are the ones who have no problems in the world, no sins of the flesh no devil to harass them in other words if belief and you know inner peace and all that are the exact same thing the only people who actually believe are the ones who need nothing from god because they already have it and it leaves us talking about christianity in the future tense because none of us are there right now everything might be awful but like someday there'll be a big house for you though that makes up for it right Supposed to help, but that doesn't either. Because I need help today, not someday. Thomas gives words to the disciples' anxiety. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? I want to go to there. But I don't think that I can get from here to there any more than I can make my troubled heart stop being troubled. The best we can do is fake it just like we do behind the jokes and the anger and the vice. In other words, the more we keep Jesus in heaven away from our troubled hearts, the more we fall into doubt and sin, which are the very things that threaten the salvation that he promises. And in all of it, our troubled hearts miss the whole point. This isn't about what to do to feel better. This isn't about how to get or when it'll come. This isn't even about where. This is about who. This isn't about what's wrong or how to fix it or when it's going to get better or where Thomas begs for. This is about who. Who is your God? Jesus said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And we usually stop right there because the rest of the chapter gets mighty confusing. But this is not just a diatribe on the doctrine of the Trinity. It is Jesus pointing disciples with troubled hearts to the truth about God that we would otherwise miss. Our hearts are troubled because we try to measure God in terms of power, not mercy. And when we try and measure God in his power to give us what we want so that our hearts won't be troubled, we miss why he's here in the first place because the greatest act of mercy our Lord did didn't look all that powerful at the time. He is here to be merciful to sinners with troubled hearts, though, by bearing our sin and our worry and our vice and our anger and our death upon a cross. No one goes to the Father except through me. But Jesus is not a generic coloring page of a God left for you to fill in the lines. He is not a God of politic. He is not a God of self-improvement. He is not the God of fixing all your problems so that you won't need him anymore. If you want to know who he is, he tells you, he shows you. God reveals himself in action. God shows us who he is by what he does. And Jesus came into this world not simply to exercise power, but mercy. He came to bleed and die for sinners like me, for sinners like you. He came into the world to die for all of it, that we would live. To say no one goes to the Father except through me is to say no one goes to the Father except through the cross. We get to the Father only through the death and resurrection of Jesus for you. We get to the Father only through him, not by having no sins, not by having no problems, but by having a God who forgives our sins and works mercy and life, even in the face of everything that has our hearts so troubled in the first place. This is who our God is, the God who works mercy for the sinners in the pit. This is who our God is, the God who would bleed and die upon the cross for you so that at your very moment, lowest, your your very most anxious, your very most troubled, you would still have peace because the peace is no longer measured in how you feel but in the empty tomb because our Lord is risen from the dead. Jesus is the way to the Father. The cross and the empty tomb unite us with God. And so we can speak in the present tense about our problems. We can speak in the present tense about our help. For you are baptized. Today, not someday. And do you not know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus are baptized into his death? We are buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. How can we know the way? How can we fix our hearts? It's not about you. It's about Jesus for you. Just look at the empty tomb and let not your hearts be troubled. Rejoice, because all of it's already done. Not someday, right now. See the love of the Father who draws you to his own side. See the God who works through crosses, not sunny fields. See the God who is glorified in mercy, not just power. See the God who has promised that you will do works that you could never do on your own. You will even rise from death. Look at that cross. And let not your hearts be troubled, because crosses are where our God tends to work his best. It doesn't mean just shut off worry. It doesn't mean that God will just fix every problem that you have as proof that he actually loves you. It means that even your problems and your sins cannot divorce you from the love of the Father, for that love is expressed in a death and resurrection that are yours this day. Your sins are forgiven you, and none of your problems can keep you in the tomb. On the last day, you will rise in your body free from all of them, free from the pains of this world, free from death and all of its ugly symptoms, free from the devil, free to live. And until then, when your hearts are troubled, stop looking to the what or the how or the when or the where. Because this is about who? Remember who your God is. Not someday, today. Today, he is the Jesus who conquered death for you. Today, he is the crucified and risen one. Today, he is the way and the truth and the life and more. He is the way and the truth and the life for you. In the name of Jesus, amen.